0: So we have now one more section left the final chapter regarding the duas to be read before going to sleep we've mentioned quite a few of them now over the last few weeks and there is one more here from the duas that a person is supposed to remember and read before going to sleep. In a minute, dawatil Mubaraka. A letty can you half it or Aleha, Rasulahi Sala, or Alehi was seldom. Indemai Marawa Muslim on Fisaheh. Min Hadith and a Malik, Rodi Allahuan. So from the Blessed Supplications. That the Prophet ﷺ used to make sure to recite when he would go to his bed to sleep is a supplication that is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Anas ibn Malik. anhu that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi Kana ida awa ila firaashi hi qal. Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu said that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to go to his bed, he would say, Alhamdulillah allahi aqamana wa saqana wa kafana wa awana. فَكَمْ مِمَّنْ لَا كَافِيَ لَهُ وَلَا That the Prophet ﷺ used to say When going to bed All praise is to Allah The one who fed us And provided drink for us and the one who sufficed us and protected us and gave us refuge. And how many people there are who have nobody to suffice them and nobody to give them any refuge or shelter. هذا <laughs> فيه عندما يريد أن ينام لماضي This particular supplication within it is a reminder for the Muslim. Particularly if you are now in a state that Allah has blessed you You have some wealth, you have a home, you have a bed. Particularly if you are in that state now and maybe one day from the past you are not in the kind of good state you may be in right now. So this reminds you of what your condition used to be like. And what your circumstances may have been like when you were not blessed with as much as you may be blessed with now. So it is a reminder, the sheikh says, of days that have gone by and times in your life previously that have gone by. وَمَا أَمَدَّهُ اللَّهُ فِيهَا مِنَ المطعم وَالْمَشْرَبْ وَالْكِفَايَةَ وَالْإِوَىٰ And you remember in all of those days of your life that have gone by And all of that time of your life that has passed by How during all of those days, all of that time you were provided for nevertheless You had food and you ate, you had drink and you drank, you had sufficiency and protection and shelter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided this for you throughout your life, food and drink to survive and to live, so a person thinks back to his life. And how Allah has provided for him during his life. Whether it was a little bit or it was a lot. You are here. So you were certainly provided enough to survive and to live. So a person remembers all of those days of his life that have gone by. And what Allah has provided for him during his life. From the food that you ate and the drink that you drank and the sufficiency and the shelter and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided for you in the days of your life فِي حَالْ وُجُودِ عَدَدٍ مِنَ النَّاسِ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَا And then you think, especially if you are from those who have been blessed in your life to whatever degree, a lot or a little, that there are people who have not been given anywhere near the amount you have, that there are people who do not find sufficiency in food, and there are people who do not find sufficiency in drink. They do not find enough food. They do not find enough drink. They do not find enough to fill themselves, enough nutrition for their bodies. منهم من لا يجد طعاماً يشبعه أو شراباً يسد ضمأه ويرويه. And perhaps there are people who do not even find enough drink to quench their thirst with enough clean drinking water to quench their thirst with اَوْ لِبَاسًا يَسْتُرُهُ And those who do not perhaps find enough garments or clothing to cover themselves with اَوْ مَسْكَنًا Or there are people who do not find a residence that they can live within that they can shelter themselves within and take refuge within. Bel minhum man adrakahu muhlika wa And in fact, there are people who find themselves in destructive famines, in extreme thirst and hunger famines and droughts and then you think back to your life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you ease and provided for you the food and the drink and the shelter فَمَنْ أكرمه اللَّهُ بِالطَّعَامِ وَالشَّرَابِ وَمَنَّ وَالْإِيْوَاءِ يَجِبُونَ يَسْتَشْعِرَ عِظَمَ نِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ عظم نعمة الله عَلَيْهِ وَكَبَرَ مِنَّتَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ بِأَنْ يَسَّرَ لَهُ الْغَذَاءِ وَالشَّرَابُ وَأَكْرَمَهُ بِالْكِفَايَةِ وَالْإِيوَاءِ So those amongst us, those from the people who have been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they have been given food, and they have been given drink, and they have been given garments to cover themselves and a home to shelter themselves, they've been given sufficiency in their affair during their lives, and the days gone by, then that type of person needs to remember and reflect upon the great blessing of Allah upon him. The tremendous endowment and blessing of Allah upon him that Allah provided for him and gave him food and sustenance and gave him that sufficiency with shelter and garments and clothing and the affairs that are required. And if you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the blessings you've been given, then that is a means for the blessings to be extended. The one who thanks Allah and shows gratitude to Allah, then that is a means for your blessings to be extended and to be increased. As Allah said, وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ That indeed if your Lord has said, that if you are grateful and thankful to Him, then I will increase you. Allah increases you in the blessings if you are grateful and thankful to Him. فَشُكْرُ مَعَهُ الْمَزِيدُ دَائِمًا وَأَبَدًا So thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with that is always an increase and a persistence and continuation of the blessings for you. And that's why it has been said, فَمَتَلَمْ تَرَ حَالَكَ فِي مَزِيدٍ فَاسْتَقْبِلِ الشُّكْرِ That whenever you see yourself not increasing in your affairs and your, your sustenance and your provisions and your blessings, you don't see an increase occurring, then return back to Gratitude and thankfulness to Allah. Perhaps you have forgotten to be grateful to Allah for what you've been given. Perhaps you have forgotten to be thankful to Allah for what you have. And as a consequence it has flattened out and your blessings are not increasing or they are not continuing. So return back to thankfulness and gratitude to Allah for your blessings to then continue and persist and to increase. (inaudible) أي فإنك إذا استقبلته كان المزيد وقوله. So in this du'a when you're going to sleep, you say: الحمد لله الذي أطعمنا وسقانا. All praises to Allah, the One who fed us and provided us drink. إلى آخره فيه الثناء على الله عز وجل وحمده سبحانه على سوابض نعماه وتوالي فضله وعطائه وجزيل مواهبه وسعة إحسانه وكريم أياديه وهو سبحانه أهل الحمد والثناء This whole dua it begins with the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are praising Allah for what He has bestowed and blessed you with. And that is a sign of your gratitude and your thankfulness to Allah, remembering what has preceded from the days of your life and the sustenance of food and drink that you have been provided. So it shows your gratitude upon the great amount of blessings Allah has given you. And then also you say on top of the food and the drink that you've been provided and blessed with, kafana That Allah also in the days of your life gone by up until now has sufficed you. Allah has sufficed you. Meaning, دافع عَنَّا شَرَّ الْمُؤْذِيَاتِ وَوَقَانَا الْغَوَائِلِ وَالْعَادِيَاتِ That Allah wa ta'ala has protected you from the evils, has repelled from you evils during your life, protected you from evils during your life. So Allah sufficed you from the harm, And protected you and saved you from that harm of all of that which may harm you. And some have said that the meaning of Allah has sufficed us is Kafana Muhimatina Wa Lana Hajatina That Allah has sufficed us in being able to fulfill the important affairs in our lives the affairs and the matters that we are engaged in in our lives that Allah has facilitated those affairs for you and you have been able to fulfill those affairs in your life and your needs you've been able to fulfill those things وَلَا مَانِعْ مِنْ أَنْ يَكُونَ al مُرَادًا and there is nothing stopping both of those meanings being intended here. Because both of those meanings they come under the banner of sufficing and sufficiency. Allah sufficed you from the evils in your life. And Allah sufficed you in facilitating for you the ability to complete and fulfill the objectives and needs in your life. Then also you say, waana That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us shelter, gave us sustenance and provisions and shelter. هيا Alana, mawan, نأوي ele, ورزقنا Zapana, Maskan and Neskunufi, إلى المنزل Ilel Manzililina ولم يجعلنا Alana, يجعلنا Alna, Munta Shirina Kalba, Imi Bila Maskan, Walamawa. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with residences, places to return to. Homes, no matter how big or small they may be, a small shelter that Allah has provided for you, that you can return to and take rest within. You can rest within that. And there may be people with magnificent homes they've been blessed with, and there are others perhaps with metal shelters or wooden shelters they've been provided with. And all of that from the blessing of Allah, a place to shelter yourself in, a place to go and rest in and to sleep in. So you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for providing you with that. Allah ta'ala, مُمْتَنًّا عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ بِهَذِهِ النِّعْمَةِ And Allah mentioned this great blessing that He gave to His servants in the Qur'an, وَاللَّهُ جَعَلَ لَكُمْ That Allah made for you from your homes a place of residence, a place of abode, a place of rest and shelter. Unlike the animals that are scattered and they do not have a home, the animals that live out in the wild, in the fields, in the forests, but they go and they live scattered one place to another, no permanent home or address or residence. But Allah ennobled mankind and gave us the dignity and nobility and honor that we have homes and residences we may return to and find privacy within and to rest within. So Allah told us, Wallahu ja'ala lakum min sakana. That Allah made for you from your homes, places of residence, those homes that protect you from the heat, take shelter from the heat within them, or take shelter from the cold within them, and they provide you privacy within them, and they provide you privacy within them, and you gather within them, you and your families, you and those who are dependent upon you, you come together and you gather together and you sit together in your homes. Then what a tremendous blessing that is from Allah. <speaking in Hebrew> And having those homes, there are within that benefits that you cannot enumerate. فَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي مَنَّ وَأَعْطَى فَأَجزَلَ So all praise be due to Allah, the one who bestowed this upon us and favored us with this and gave us his virtue in these affairs. لَهُ الْحَمْدُ Hamdan كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا فِيهِ كَمَا يُحِبُّ سُبْحَانَهُ ويرضى. And so when going to sleep you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this upon what He has blessed you with in the days of your life in the time of your life that has passed by to this day وَمِنَ الْأَوْرَادِ الْمَأْثُورَ عِندَ النَّوْمِ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي الصحيحين So that is the dua here, all praises to Allah, the one who fed us and gave us drink and sufficed us and gave us shelter and a home. And how many there are from the people who have not been given that sufficiency and have not been given that shelter and home. That is the dua that a person reads before sleeping, to remind himself of the bounties and blessings of Allah upon him, to remind himself that he is a small servant of Allah, in need of the blessings of Allah, and without Allah he would have nothing. And also from the du'as that are mentioned in al-Bukhari and Muslim, from the hadith of Ali ibn Abi Talib r.a. Anna Fatima anha sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It's mentioned in the hadith of Ali Ibn Abi Talib Fatima, the daughter of the Prophet Ali's wife, she went to the Prophet ﷺ, her father, tasalluhu khadi to ask him for a servant. So he said, "Ala uhbiruki, ma huwa minhu? Shall I not inform you what is better for you than that? Tusabhiina." تُسَبِّحِينَ اللَّهَ عِنْدَ مَنَامِكِ ثَلَافًا وَثَلَاثِينَ That you say Subhanallah 33 times before going to sleep وَتَحْمِدِينَ اللَّهَ ثَلَافًا وَثَلَاثِينَ And you say Alhamdulillah 33 times before going to sleep وَتُكَبِّرِينَ اللَّهَ أَرْبَعًا وَثَلَاثِينَ And you say Allahu Akbar 34 times before going to sleep قال علي رضي الله عنه علي رضي الله عنه said فما تركتها that I never left that after that. that every night before going to sleep he would say subhanallah thirty three times, alhamdulillah thirty three times, allahu akbar thirty four times. everybody knows about that after the prayers. but it is established in al bukhari in muslim to read that and say that before sleep. قيل وَلَا لَيْلَةَ صفين. صفين قَالَ وَلَا لَيْلَةَ صفين. They said to him not even on the night when the battle happened He said even on the night when the battle happened that night I went to sleep Reciting these first فَهَذِهِ so Fatima رضي الله in this story, in this hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, had gone to her father, the Prophet Muhammad complaining or, 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 or highlighting that the jobs and the tasks and what she had to do were somewhat burdensome. And she was asking the messenger if there was a servant she could be appointed if there was any servant she could have to lighten the burden of all of those jobs and tasks upon herself وقد روية في سنن أبي داود عن علي رضي الله عنه في وصف ما كانت من مشقة في عمالها المنزلية أنه قال إنها جرت بالرحاء حتى في واستقت حتى في نحرها وكنست البيت It is mentioned in a hadith in Sunan Abi Daud Ali Radiallahu anhu mentioned that Fatima used to do so many of the tasks and jobs pulling things and dragging things that it had affected her hands from pulling things and dragging things and doing all types of tasks of that nature, it had affected her hands physically. And that from filling up the, the the big jars that they used to have, fill them up at the well and then carry them, that she used to do that and it affected her neck. And she used to sweep up the house so much that her garments had become dust, uh, filled, filled with dust from doing that. So from the jobs and the tasks that she used to do, she had faced uh, some burden and some difficulty. So she had come to the Prophet ﷺ asking if there was a servant who could help with those tasks. So the Prophet ﷺ informed her of something better than having... A servant to lighten the tasks for her. He said, Shall I not inform you of what is better for you than that, than getting a servant? So here you can see the goodness of the advice of the Prophet and how he is encouraging fatima about something better than a servant so she would desire that so when she was now enthusiastic to find out what is that what's better than being able to have a servant to help with the tasks what is better and superior she wanted to know now. So then the messenger tells her to do the statement and the remembrance of subhanallah 33 times when going to sleep. And alhamdulillah 33 times when going to sleep. And Allahu Akbar 34 times when going to sleep. اَيْ تَقُولِينَ إِذَا أَخَذْتِ madjaiki Meaning when you are on your bed, you get to your bed, you are on your bed, then you do this 33, 33, 34 before going to sleep. So that total is 100, 33, 33, 34, 100 in total. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. So she was pleased and happy with this goodness that she had now been taught. دَلَّهَا عَلَيْهِ الناصح الْأَمِينَ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَامُهُ The Prophet وسلم, the sincere advisor, had given her this advice and directed her to this goodness, and she was overjoyed with that. And her husband Ali ibn Abi Talib رضي الله عنه was overjoyed with this news, with this simple act of worship that gains you reward to say this dhikr before going to sleep a dhikr that everybody knows subhanallah alhamdulillah Allahu Akbar, everybody knows it say 33, 33, 34 Ali ibn Abi Talib was overjoyed with it Fatima radiallahu anha was overjoyed with it and that's why Ali ibn Abi Talib said فَمَا تَرَكْتُهُ بَعْدُ but after that when I found out about this I never stopped it every night i would do that every night i would say that before sleeping and in one narration like we said he said i never stopped doing that then once i heard it from the messenger they said to him not even on the night of that battle he said not even on the night of that battle even then i said it that was a night when the war the battle was happening he was in a battle." He said, even on that night, I remembered to say these supplications that night. And that is important because when you are involved in something like that, in the middle of a battle going on, your mind and your thoughts are going to be completely preoccupied with the events that are going on, with the battle going on, the war going on, people being hurt, injured, killed what to do next, where to go, how to position the army, your thoughts are going to be completely on those things. And just like anybody else now, when you're concerned about something, your thoughts are going to be completely on those things. Something has happened which is concerning you, so you go to bed thinking about that only. And you may forget about these supplications where Ali said, no, not even on the night of the battle. He said, even on that night, he said them. And that shows you how much importance Ali ibn Abi Talib gave to the remembrance and to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ إِنَّ أَهْلَ الْعِلْمُ قَدِ اسْتَدَلُّوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ مِنْ فَضَائِلِ الذِّكْرِ وَفَوَائِدِهِ الْعَظِيمَةِ أَنَّهُ يُعْطِي قُوَّةً فِي بَدَنِهِ وَصِحَّتِهِ The scholars have said, they have deduced as an evidence from this narration, from the virtues of doing this du'a, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, 33, 33, 34 before going to sleep from the virtues of that and the benefits of that, the scholars have said if you do it, it gives you, it brings about in you strength in your memory, or rather strength in your body, not the memory, strength in your body generally, and strength in your health, and it makes you more active and energetic and gives you more firm resolve in your mind. Some people are very weak. They can't bring themselves to do anything. But some people are sharp and focused and resolute, and they are hard-working and they strive. Doing this dhikr every night gives you that resoluteness in your mind. Not a depressed and lazy attitude, but a strong and resolute attitude to life. And activity and energy and strength in your body and health. The scholars have said the one who remembers these adhkar, then from that emanate these things for that person. Ibn al Qayyim said, Remembrance gives the one doing the remembrance strength. حَتَّىٰ إِنَّهُ مَعَ الذِّكْرِ مَا لَمْ To the extent that a person may then be able to do things that he would have otherwise been incapable of. When you are upon the dhikr of Allah like this, then you find within yourself ability and strength that you can go out and do things that otherwise you would have been upon weakness to do. Ibn al-Qiyyim mentioned that. وَقَدْ شَاهَدْتُ مِنْ قُوَّةِ شَيْخِ الْإِسْلَامِ إِبْنِ الْتَيْمِيَّةِ فِي مِشْيَتِهِ وَكَلَامِهِ وَإِقْدَامِهِ وَكِتَابَتِهِ أَمْرًا عَجِيبًا He said, indeed, I have witnessed myself, Ibn al Qayyim said, I have witnessed myself the strength of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn al-Qayyim was the student of ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Taymiyyah was his Shaykh. He said, I have seen myself, I've witnessed myself the strength in Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in how he walks and in his speech and how he approaches you and approaches things his attitude to things and how he writes, I have seen an affair of strength in his matters, in these things of his that he does, uh, 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 an amazing amount. Amran An amazing amount of strength I've seen in how he walks, how he speaks, how he writes, how his attitude is to things, how he approaches things. I've seen an amazing amount of strength in him Ibn al-Qayyim said, referencing the fact that Ibn Taymiyyah was upon constant dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa taala. ثم أورد حديث علي المتقدم وقال Then Ibn al-Qayyim actually quoted this previous hadith of Ali ibn Abi Talib to say, subhanallah hamdulillah Allah akbar at night. He quoted that narration and then said, فقيل in wajada badanihi an That the one who is consistent and persistent regularly carries on with that remembrance every night subhanallah 33 times alhamdulillah 34 times uh, 33 times and Allahu Akbar 34 times, whoever does that every night, that remembrance, knowing and remembering the meanings of those words, which we covered several months back when we were on those chapters, knowing the meanings of them, remembering the meanings of them, saying them a hundred times then, 33, 33, 34 every night, Ibn al-Qayyim said, that person will find strength in his body, which suffices him from needing a servant. Fatima had come to the messenger asking, can you get me a servant? Because the tasks and jobs are a bit too much. The messenger told her to read this every night instead. Better than a servant, he said. Ibn al-Qayyim said, the reason for that is this. Because these remembrances, if you do them every night, They are a means of strength physically in your body, such that it would suffice you from needing a servant. So she would be sufficed. She would then be able to do those tasks. You would have extra strength and she would not need a servant. So that's why the messenger said to her, this is better for you. Shall I not tell you something better for you than having an actual servant? This remembrance every night, ونقل رحمه الله عن شيخ الاسلام ابن تَيْمِيَّةِ انه قال بلغنا انه من حافظ على هؤلاء الكلمات لم ياخذه اعياء فيما يعانيه من شغل وغيره It has And it is reported from Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah that he said It has reached us that the one who safeguards these remembrances every night, subhanallah 33, alhamdulillah 33, Allah akbar 34, then no activity that he is engaged in during his life, during the daytime, activities and jobs that he does, those activities and jobs, whatever they are, they will never become burdensome upon him. They will never become too much and too weighty upon him. They will never tire him and fatigue him out. The one who guards over these remembrances every night. an الْمَسْئُولُ jami'an يُوَثِّقَنَا جَمِيعًا لِهَذَا وَلِكُلِّ خَيْرٍ إِنَّهُ And then the Shaykh makes dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who we ask to give us success to all of the goodness, to this... To do this du'a, these remembrances every night. And to all of the goodness, we ask Allah to give us success in doing all of the goodness. Indeed, He is the all-hearing and the one who answers. That brings us to the end of the chapters regarding the supplications to be done before going to sleep. Next week, inshaAllah ta'ala, it now goes on to the chapter regarding some of the supplications if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night. If you wake up in the middle of the night suddenly, then there are certain supplications you can read, especially if you wake up due to a a bad dream, a nightmare as they say. You wake up scared perhaps, or you wake up otherwise. But there are supplications that can be read. If that situation occurs, that is the chapter that is going to begin next week inshaAllah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that for today.